and welcome back to the Football Chat Podcast. Today it's episode 154 and we're of course discussing the big game from last weekend. Arsenal 1, Manchester City 0. Harry, what do you think of the game? I thought it was dull. Um, <laughs> really? What a unique opinion. I, mean, I think off the pitch, I'll see brilliant. It, it's drama. It's, um, what, what's the other thing? Of, um, it, you know, it's very exciting. It's an absolute yeah. you know, biggest game of the season. The two title challenges from last year face off oh what a game it's going to be and then we sat here for 90 minutes and watched nothing happen it was arguably the worst game of football i think i've watched it because it was the clash and a lot of people were complaining saying oh is this just modern football this is all the things that are wrong with modern football i would say it's not that at all there are loads of different styles of football out there it's just that you've got two managers who play practically the same system when you consider that pep obviously has taught us everything he knows. Yeah. So systems are almost identical. The, it just creates this huge style clash and results in a system where they both counteract each other perfectly and nothing happens. So we saw City trying to play out from the back, Arsenal getting high. The point for City was to try and get that long ball into Haaland, long ball into the wingers. The problem was the wingers were having to drop in to get involved and Haaland was getting muscled around by Saliba. So they couldn't move the ball forwards and Arsenal were unable to get the ball off of them to score for a while. But... Yeah, it basically just resulted in a game which had very, very low chances, very, very low shots, I, I and nothing I, happened. I think I can say, between Ake's chance in the fourth minute and Martinelli's goal in the 86th, which, I mean, actually quite coincidentally came off Ake, yeah. between those two points in the game, I could not tell you what happened. Raya had a bit of a scare from Alvarez. Apart yeah. from that, no, honestly, nothing happened. Indeed, I mean, the XG story says it all really... Of, yeah, sorry, in terms of goal action, obviously. Yeah, 0.42 for Arsenal, 0.65 for Manchester City. That's really cool. I, I would make a claim, I'm not sure whether this is a stat or not, but that has to be one of the lowest XG scorelines in the Premier League's history. I mean, if you add them together, you only just get to over one. Yeah, I can't imagine there's a game... I can't think off the top of my head of a game that would have been lower. Well, Palace Forest on, on on Saturday evening, it might have been. Nah, because there were loads of shots against Johnson. He put in, mm. he made loads of saves. But yeah, I just, I, I've never seen a game that had such little going on. City have the lowest shots they've had in a match since two thousand and ten. That's a very long that time ago. Really I think you look at a lot of stats, and it, it is showing you these records for City coming up that you know, haven't been broken in a very long time, starting to creep up. Yeah. You know, first consecutive losses in the Premier League since December 2018. Yeah, I mean, they're on their worst run of matches since 2010. They've had the lowest shots of the match since 2010. Over the course of this season, they've generated a lower XG than Everton. 16 point... Uh, what's the exact statistic? 16.43 for Everton, 15.66 for Manchester City. That is shocking. And, and they're still yeah. third in the league. They are still third in the league. <laughs> it but pays to have hard. The, the, the difference is they won't get away with it for much longer. The, I was going to say this. The difference between this season and last season is that last season there was one challenger. It was their first title challenge. There was one challenger. And in the match, Arsenal couldn't beat Man City last season. No. But this season, Arsenal beating City on the pitch, they're a much stronger team. And they're not the only team that will give City a run for their money this season. Tottenham look excellent. I don't know if they're ready for a, Champions, for a Premier League fight just yet, but they're right up there. If they could get involved, you've got Liverpool, who I think is still a really strong team, despite the fact they're probably not 
title favourites or even consider title challengers yet this year. They're still a really strong team, and if Salah can keep scoring in the way well, he is, there's no there's no reason they can't be up there. But I mean, but I think it's not even if they're not title challengers. Teams like Liverpool, teams like them, Brighton, I think even Chelsea on their day, if they can you know start playing well enough. Well, with, with Chelsea, I would say as well, the fact they can rest up for Europe, the fact they're going to play less yeah. matches, so there's less chance of injuries, mean they'll probably have a stronger squad when they do play City. Yeah. There's a chance to get something out of that game. Exactly. I'm not saying that Chelsea are going to beat Man City 3-0, but at least challenge them on the pick. That's even if it's a draw, you're difficult. taking points off City, which didn't happen last year. Yeah, exactly. City waltz past everyone. No one yeah. made it difficult for City. I mean, they play United the next They've got United in a couple of weeks' time. Last season, United lost 6-3 and, and beat them 2-1. They need more of the two-one win and less of losing six-three yeah. if they're gonna get if they're gonna get any or and give any Harland, damage. You know, hasn't scored in a while. I I think City. What it's one of those things where I don't think it's panic yet, but if they've got a yeah. tough run and if they don't pick up the points they need in that run, also I'm not saying anything drastic. I'm not saying I'll sack Guardiola or sell Harland. But Guardiola out. Yeah. But I mean, what point, <laughs> you heard it first. At what point will it need a rethink? Well, I can't see a world where City don't win a trophy this season. But it's whether they it's it's whether they win the Premier League or not. Yeah. But I think they're already out of the Carabao Cup. The Champions League, I think, is in doubt. <laughs> you think they're already out of the Carabao Cup? You don't know. They are, <laughs> no. they are, sorry, they are already out of the Carabao Cup. I think yeah. they will get knocked out of the FA Cup due to Ooh. the quality, the competition, and the fact they'll prioritise over competition. Can't wait for them to draw Sully Hole Moors in the yeah. first round. Premier League, I think, is going to take a stellar season from Tottenham or Arsenal or somewhere else like Liverpool. But are and they not having a stellar season? Yeah, Arsenal lost so to far, Fulham. But the problem is, Mate, Arsenal lost to Fulham. They're still ahead of City. That's a good point. Champions League, this year. I don't think is nailed on. No, because while Real Madrid are crap, they do have Jude Bellingham. Yeah, I think I Bayern with Kane look yeah. decent. Barcelona are playing some of the best football they've played in years. Yeah. I mean, they did PSG just draw with Granada. Who did they draw with? Granada? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, but PSG will still get out of the group. So will they can they? still be a challenger later in the competition. Will they? Yes. We'll have Milan put Olivier Giroud back in. Mate, Milan, right. Milan and Dortmund can't score against each other, let alone against PSG. I don't know, Pierce, you look And Milan were all over Newcastle and they couldn't score a goal. Yeah, so. Maybe Newcastle. Well, I think Newcastle I think Newcastle will probably get through at this, right? Yeah. Because they can get the results over the line. And Hobart are just such a massive yeah, thing for yeah. them. Dortmund have drawn two. Uh, I drawn think, one, lost one. I think they're probably one of the only teams. drawn twice. Newcastle are one of the only teams in the world where the actual home and away leg makes a difference. Well, Dortmund. Dortmund Dortmund's home. They never in it. Well, yeah. <laughs> they never get a chance. Dortmund, yeah. 16, they get out. But, Dortmund's, oh, Dortmund away used to be such a terrible yeah. and now Dortmund are just such a mess you never know what Dortmund's going to turn up it's either going to be really exciting free-flowing attacking football or it's going to be watching them just not do anything for 90 yeah. minutes but for City I think it's not worrying but it's not comfortable usually no. they're very comfortable we'll top the league by probably two points at this point it, they're, they're uncomfortable and, and let's not forget they have got a really really difficult run yeah well I mean we're talking about a team that, that usually dominate and they're in the point of the season now where they've got a tough run of fixtures normally we'd be sat here going oh it's alright Man City Harlan's going to score loads but I genuinely look at their run of fixtures and think if they don't pick up they could genuinely not pick up points for a fair few matches here so we've got Brighton on uh, Saturday obviously we've got the international break coming up then, then the fixtures but they've got Brighton the next time we play 
I think the international break has come at a good time. It will yeah. give Guardiola a chance to to reinvigorate his players, give all his players a little bit of a rest. Yeah. I know they've got to go play for their countries, but there is a slight difference there. And and then they they come back to Brighton. Now Brighton are so up and down. If we get the team, the, the Brighton team that played against Villa, City will score twenty seven goals. If we get the Brighton team that played against, I'm trying to think of again, they won Newcastle. Yeah, they should have beat Liverpool as well. Cause they yeah, have potentially Liverpool. So, I mean, it's it's really up in the air whether they do anything in that one. Then they've got United, who while they have been crap, which nobody can debate, when you're having to get coming off the bench to yeah. rescue against a Brentford side who aren't very good, you know you're in trouble. They could still get something out of that game against City, I think. Maybe. Then it's Bournemouth at home. So, my point doesn't stand. Yeah, they'll beat United and draw a ball. (laughs) Yeah. Then Chelsea, Liverpool, Tottenham and Villa. And then Luton away. Do not underestimate the Kenny. Harlan's getting pocketed by Tom Locke, yeah. Stick with the first four teams that we name. I think even if Chelsea don't beat them, they can make it uneasy. Yeah. Like, if they have to work hard for a 1-0 win, that'll be tough. Liverpool always give them a good oh, game. Yeah, I've never seen a Liverpool City game that's been... I can't think of the last one where it was there was a golfing quality. It's always yeah. been close. And then Tottenham. Yeah. At home. Tottenham love City. Love playing City. They always win for some reason. They, they win at home. Poster Coglu. Poster different yeah. gravy, mate. And then I think Aston Villa, similar to Brighton, depending on... It's the team that drew the walls or the team that beat Brighton. You never know what you're going to get. Well, exactly that, exactly that. But, yeah, it's, it's interesting. I do think the, the increased competition does give City a, pro City an issue here. The fact they're only a point ahead of Liverpool, they're sat third in the league. I think this could be a chance for someone other than City to win the league. Maybe, maybe. I think it's really, you know, I think they are, they are recording their lowest numbers and their lowest statistics since they last lost the league. Yeah. So when you know when Leicester and Chelsea won it in 15, 16, 16, 17 and you know when Liverpool won it in twenty twenty, maybe this year's the year. Maybe this year after what three or three on the bounce now. Yeah. Five of the last six. I was going to say yeah, all the all, all yeah. of them since about twenty ten. <laughs> yeah. Maybe someone else can topple them. Mm. If it's Tottenham, though, that's not really that's not great. <laughs> no. I mean the Tottenham are uh... brilliant, but uh, everyone put. Because that's the only defence anyone ever has against a Tottenham fan. You've not won anything. Exactly. But yeah, and I mean, Chelsea are only seven points off City. Chelsea, who have had one of the toughest starts to a season ever. Everyone's talking about how crap they are. They are seven points by Manchester City. Yeah. That is not many. I mean, it's not insurmountable over a season. You look at the way that... And even, so I think, even teams like Liverpool had a few difficult draws. Villa, Brighton have been started down. Those teams are still right behind City. That's the difference. Yeah. These teams have slipped up, but they're still right there. Usually, yeah. City would be five points clear. Well, exactly. From eight games, you'd expected them to be on 24 points, but six points and dropped already. City have only played Arsenal, right? And a bit like the big six. Yeah, so well, yeah, City have played no one. City have and lost to all the challenge time. and they failed. Yeah, and they also lost to us in the Cabo Cup. And, well, and uh, Community Shield, I meant, sorry. Oh, yeah. Lost to us in the Community Shield, lost to Newcastle in the Cabo Cup. Obviously, did beat Newcastle in the league, but yeah, so he might well be in a little bit of trouble. Maybe, maybe. I mean, it's intriguing yes. to see. I, I, whether they'll, I mean, they could come back from the international break and absolutely waltz it again. Fair, yeah. But who knows? Shall we talk about VAR? Oh, and Michael Oliver and the officials, and well, it's that time of the week again, guys. Let's talk about officiating. I've got two words, Matteo Kovacic, and I've got another two. Red card? Question mark. What do you think, Harry? I think 
overall, he should have been sent off, but not for the first one. And I think this is this is the this is where the confusion comes in is that yes, he should. Because the problem is a lot of people. I mean, if, if someone missed it, people will put the picture of the first tackle up, and then they've got the question. There's a bit of confusion yeah. there. I would argue though, that's a red card. I've looked back at it. I think that's a red card. I think if you go through the back of someone, that is a red card. Well, see, and it's on the line, which I you think is what yeah. means that the second yellow should be even more cemented. We know you cannot tackle from behind no. duds up. Why was that not given a red? And then he puts in another stupid one. And I actually want to take a little bit of the heat off Mike Oliver here because you've got a split second to make that decision as the referee. Yeah. And it's 38 minutes into the biggest game of the season. Not even 30, 30 minutes into the biggest game of the season. You don't want to be just handing out a red card just in... Because if, if, he if he's not hit the guy there, you yeah. put yourself in a lot of jeopardy. My complaint is where the hell are VAR? What? Why would you make a rule that you can't check second yellows? That is the dumbest thing. It's really stupid. They're, they're like, oh, you can't change the law. Well, why did you write it so... Stupid. So I did. I did see this in Why? in Europe or in in some leagues. It is a bit divided. Some in leagues, any league where the officiating body has a brain, they go, "Well, we should probably check that because it could lead to a red yeah, card." Yeah, definitely. Here, France and somewhere else, they do check yeah. second yellows. I don't know why in England so it's different. Why uh, even our te- the technology we use is different? Why do we have to be different? It doesn't work. Yeah. Admit we were wrong. Go do what they're doing over in Europe and America and. You know, Asia. Let's take. Yeah. You know, let's use a technology that the whole world is using. Why are we the only different country? Yeah, it's like with the virtual offsides. Where actually, did, did you know the reason we don't have the offsides? Why the the automatic offsides? It's due to the fact that we have a Nike ball. So the technology has been developed by Adidas, working with FIFA. But because we have a Nike ball, the Premier League, that we can't do it's that. Unbelievable. So, we're not using the right technology and the modern technology because we want a Nike ball rather well, than a Well, we're tied into a contract with Nike until 2025. So unless we get them to develop one, which, why would they? <laughs> I don't know whether we'll see automatic offsides until that point. So we've got at least absolute another two seasons. That is absolutely far. Yeah. They cared about keeping it fair and you know making sure the fans didn't want to rip everyone's hair off. They're, they're but it's the easiest thing. You yeah, go yeah, press yeah. a button, automatic. There we go. Oh, we know it's offside or not. Yeah, Lovely. You haven't got to watch Mike Dean try and pass art class with his, you know, drawing his lines and you know, make nice little drawings. Yeah, I just that's baffling to me. But the red card, I think the first tackle, it was checked for a while and they didn't give it. Who? Uh, John Brooks on VAR, wasn't he? Didn't give it. Yeah. It baffles me, right? Because referees seem so power-hungry, seem to love the spotlight and the attention. Yet, when it comes to the protocol, they, like, defend it. Like, Christians defend the Bible. It's mental. It's like, oh, we'll happily fanny around the rules whenever I'm making a decision. But when it comes to anything else it's oh well that's what the rule says it's got to officiate to them I mean well if the rules are stupid yeah. just do something that makes the most sense like Darren England last week oh we can't that's do it because it's not game. protocol it doesn't matter if it's not protocol you've just given a goal oh sorry admit your mistake and sort also, that out it's so I think funny I know we're going to end up back with Darren England and last week I was hoping that's behind us but um Bossing the world's not going to go today. I love bringing it. It's great to bring it up. Love talking about yeah. bar. My favourite subject. Really um, love it. But like the fact that he had the assistant referee tell him it's wrong. 
the replay yeah. operator who just kept going, are you happy with this decision? And then Martin Oliver, who was the fourth official in that game, who wanted, who wanted to stop the game, everyone else on, every other official wanted to stop the game, and he goes, can't do anything. Can't yeah. do anything. And the, and the simple fact of the matter is that if that game had gone on to, in the way it had, I could very much have seen Liverpool winning from that position. Yeah. And you know where I put them right now? Top of the Premier League. Yeah. So I can understand why Liverpool fans feel very frustrated and why they are very keen on getting the game replayed. Because quite frankly, they would be top of the league right now if it weren't for that decision. Now, there's no saying a replay wouldn't end in the same result. There's no saying that a replay wouldn't yeah. be just Tottenham, in which case it's a massive waste of time. I mean, but and I don't think we'll ever see the replay, but you can understand the frustration yeah, because I, that could cost them at the end. I did find it funny, the Brighton fans chanting, we want a replay when Van Dijk's handball wasn't given for the penalty. That's the problem. Also, I know Darren yeah. was a howler, but what goes around comes around. And realistically, I think that was probably a penalty. You know, in that Brighton Liverpool game. I just don't understand handball anymore because, like, Ward Prowse punched away a corner against Luton earlier this season. Yeah. That wasn't given. Van Dijk's one was quite an obvious one. That wasn't given. Romero's one against Manchester United in game week volleyball. three. He, he literally saved it, yeah. and that wasn't given. What are the rules? And does anyone know them? If so, please get in touch. I'm, I have no idea. But, because from what it seems, mm. it's just, what rude really is the ref in? Does he fancy a penalty now? Oh, he does. Lovely. We've got a penalty on. But, yeah. I think the main thing is, with the card, red thing. card, the first tackle, which VAR did check, they I think they should have at least told Mike Oliver to go to the monitor, or, at least, yeah. or, or they should have just told him to send him off straight away. The second tackle... First of all, I think Michael Oliver should send him off. And then second of all, VAR should be able to check second yellows. But with Michael Oliver, as you say, he made that split second decision. We saw earlier in the morning Emily Heaslip in the City versus Chelsea woman game. Well, I was about to say, I want to turn our attention to the WSL. Yeah. So shall yeah. we do that now? Yeah, both. Ref- I, think, and I said this on Sundays during Sunday's game. Is that, that shows the difference in referees. One yeah. referee took the... Took Whatever happened in the past that situation and saw a yellow card offence, gave a yellow card, which meant it was a second yellow. Martin Oliver, he he thought about the occasion, he yeah. thought about the fact he'd, he'd just booked Kovacic, and he decided in that split second to not book him and wave his arms around. Yeah, we've got some more VR stuff to go through, but let's talk about that match then. So Manchester City women versus Chelsea women, a clash at the top of the WSL. So there'll be a few people out there listening that haven't seen that game, didn't watch the game. You very much should be checking out the WSL. It is a fantastic league. Yeah. This weekend, City welcomed Chelsea, and it was a one-all draw. Very controversial circumstances. City went one up uh, through a very good goal from Chloe Kelly, it has to be said. You could argue Zakira Mosevic in the Chelsea net should have done more about it, but... At the end of the day, big goal for Kelly. Yeah. Then we saw the Greenwood red card, and this is what you were talking about. I think there's been a lot of people kicking off about it on social media, and I think if that had happened to a Chelsea player, maybe I'd have the same frustrations. But I think if you take bias out of it and look at the rule book, did she time waste? Yes. Was it intentional? Potentially not. But you can't take 30 seconds to take a free kick and then be confused and when you get booked for it and it just doesn't matter yeah. if it, yeah. you're already on a yellow and you we, took too long you get your second yellow you're gone that's on you I would say and we said the same out of Jota in the Liverpool Tottenham game where so yeah. Green was already booked for a foul five minutes later takes 26 yeah. seconds to take a free kick referee take and she and you know she did really well brilliant you know, and this is why I said the difference between her and like Michael Oliver is that she took the situation out of it, saw a yellow card offence, yeah. gave a yellow card, and then obviously that was the second yellow, had to send her off. Simon Hill did the same thing. 
He forgot the fact he put his yard, not forgot it, but he took it, put it to the back of his mind. He saw a yellow car on the fence. He gave, gave him a yellow. That was the second yellow. Has to send him off. And even though that first yellow for Jota shouldn't have been a yellow, he was stupid enough to put in the second yeah. tackle that I think, therefore, it doesn't really matter if that first one isn't a yellow. What on earth was he doing in that situation? But, uh, yeah, that's where Oliver went wrong this weekend. He refused to book Kovacic. He basically bottled it. I think you could say uh, he's just... Because I, I think that if he awards the yellow there and Kovacic didn't actually touch him, there is less complaint yeah. because the first tackle should have been I red. Think, I think that's, that's where I don't get it with Oliver, is that I can understand if the first one was only a yellow, I can understand that. But the fact that the first one was checked for a red, most people thought it was a red and it was a bit contentious... If I'm Michael Oliver, I have that in the back of my mind, and I go, oh, yeah. "Well, this guy could have been sent off earlier. He's just, he's just got, he's done it again. Yeah. That's a second yellow." Card. Oliver's such a pathetic ref. Like he's one of the best we have in the league. I don't think there's a, that's up for debate. He's probably one of the best Premier League refs, right? Yeah, holding high regard, gets to ref at World Cups and stuff, and he bottles it. He just doesn't put his <laughs> neck on the line. This is the problem. You have two ends of the spectrum. You either have the referees who put their balls on the table, treat it like it's their game, and do yeah. what they want. Hand out cards willy-nilly, make shit decisions and don't it's, give one. I want to see stern referees who get the decisions right and don't yeah. make it about them. We've got, yeah, as you say, two ends of spectrum. On one side, you've got those who like to make it about them, throw yeah, around cards. Taylor. Uh, Matteo Lajos, as another yeah. example. Then on the other end, you've got people like Oliver, who are just so soft. They refuse yeah. to make the big calls. They don't really do anything. They don't. They just they play it so safe with but their officiating. Immediate. You can also you can tell between the reactions. Anthony Taylor, the way he strides over to a VAR monitor, then comes back. And he's already got the red card out of his pocket before we even know what the decision just, is. I don't know what it is about Taylor. His whole demeanour is just like he loves the camera yeah. on him. Oliver looks like he's shit scared to make a call, but Taylor's there like, yep, I've got this. If you watch Anthony Taylor, referee, he'll have the card out of his pocket as he's blowing the whistle. And it's his face. I don't know what it is. He's just yeah. such a... such a. It's almost like he's smirking. Like he's loving it. Lapping up the attention. I don't know. Oh, I remember when he walked onto the pitch yeah. to send off Rhys James last year in Liverpool Chelsea or two years ago. And he walked on and the red card's out of his mm. pocket before he's even got on the and back of the pitch. And you know what's coming. Yeah. And then Michael Oliver, like, as soon as he blew that whistle, that caused his second foul, he's waving his hands around, defending himself. Making sure he's not going to get smacked in the head by you know Peter running at him. Do you think the increased media scrutiny on Premier League referees and VAR mean they are less likely to make the big calls? Yeah, because Oliver was scared of what happened to him with the red. Well, exactly. And I, I think that's that's the problem right now is that VR isn't an issue because of the technology. VR is an issue because of the people applying it, and because it makes referees too pathetic to make calls they just they yeah. just leave let, let the play run and then if there's a problem they call upon VAR but yeah well, that's, the thing, that's the difference between England and other countries and we said that other countries have the technology where it is actually it is a video assistant referee the technology helps the person yeah. on the field in England we just have another person who helps the referee it, it feels like yeah, other countries, VAR is there to catch mistakes. Yeah. Whereas in England, it's almost a full... Yeah, it's a second opinion, it's a fullback. Yeah. It, it, like, refs aren't making their own decisions anymore. Even, like, if there's, a, like, a penalty shout, they'll, they'll either give it, but then immediately, immediately they're chatting with VAR and all that. It's not like 
uh, they've given it their confidence in their decision and then VAR yeah. says actually if, if, think like go and look at the monitor for England it's like when a doctor you know goes and gets another doctor and gets a second opinion on someone's illness or something yeah rather than just you know going to get the tests and making sure that it's right or wrong yeah. and they have to do it that way yeah. in doctors because you can't you can't do it you can't have someone catching them and say, oh, don't, sorry, you just stitched his heart to his lung. <laughs> oh, thank you. I'm glad you called that a mistake. Oh, you've had hit the wrong yeah. leg. <laughs> oh, a bit late now, isn't it? <laughs> you know, you need to be like, why are the legs? <laughs> yeah. Anyway. anyway. But yeah, they are. It's, it's so interesting. Did you, I mean, you've seen the clip of Merson, haven't you? Yeah. For no. anyone who hasn't at home, please search it into Twitter or Google and have a little watch before we talk about it now. But I loved it. It was, it summed up perfectly for me it exactly the problem with, yeah. Mike Dean, it just... His, his only defence, he kept shouting, you can't change the law. And Merson's just like, why not? Well, why yeah, not? well, the, the biggest issue was, so Merson made a comment about you know this you know there was a massive issue so therefore there should they, it does require a yeah. a big change mike dean said along the lines of you can't change the law for the sake of it now immediately Merce went, for the sake of it for the sake of it what are you on about oh this is brilliant and then yeah dean i do love basically going uh, you can't change the law why not if the law doesn't make any sense, why can't you change it? I do agree you can't replay that match. No. But not because you can't change the law, but because if you change the law, you have a flood Honestly. Of, in your inbox of other clubs going, well, hang on, this, mean, this has happened, again, this has happened, oh, I've sorted this out. We okay. come back to the Liverpool Tottenham game. If you look at when Michael Oliver, when the replay operator comes onto VAR and goes, Ollie's saying to stop the game, if you look at when Mike, if if they'd stopped the game when Mike Oliver had said suggested they did, no one would have had a problem because all that had happened is the ball had gone long and then gone out for a throw. And I think even if you, I think even if you don't just give the goal, I think if you explain the situation to the managers, I reckon Ash Postecoglou would have said in that situation, yeah, rather born to the back of our net. Did he say he wouldn't? He said the, in the post match really? he said he wouldn't. Fairs. He said he, that was quite funny, that, because, I mean, yeah, that's what I thought. I thought, like Biel said, it, not you know Biel, but when, Biel, when Leeds scored the goal with the Aston Villa play, he let Villa roll the ball in their net. Possibly yeah. went, no. I, I think he said, if they, if he, I think what he said was, is that if the officials hadn't told him to, but he saw it on his own monitor, he would oh, have done right. it. Well, yeah, obviously not. Because he went, I'm not going to give him the points, I want to win. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I get that, I get that. But, I mean, it's, it's every week now. It's I think, at least I, one. But, but, yeah, I think if the, if the official had come over and explained yeah. the mistake... I'll laugh at John now. <laughs> yeah. like, what, He's man? got my ass on you, innit? Yeah. <laughs> get it right next time. Unlucky, Jürgen. But, like, you know, this but, week yeah. we had the Corsage red card with the Van Dyke handball. Probably had one in some other game. It, it's not every week, it just gets worse. Oh, what did you think about the East Presumer? Yeah, double yellow. That's that's spot on. Yeah, spot on. Brilliant. Referee. Who was the official for that game? Because um, I thought he did really well throughout. Actually, was it John Brooks? I have to check. Who was then VAR? I want to say so. But um, but yeah, similar to again, we bring Emily Heaslip up. Gonna check. Saw the situation for it yeah. was saw a yellow card offence, brought out the yellow card, happened to be a second yellow, sent him off. I mean, for same reason he did. I prefer that way of going. I don't think you should look at it and go, oh, they're on a yellow, that would be soft. If you commit a yellow card offence, you give them the card. If that's a second yellow card, then so be it. They're an idiot. Here we go. 
Oh, yeah, I was just trying to find the official, sorry. Yeah. Uh, the It was John Brooks. Yeah. Mike Var. Again, a, a, a young ref. Actually, I think the new refs have come in and done better. Yeah. And also, we got Tim Robinson yeah, this so. year, who I don't think he's done much wrong. Tim? Tony? Tim Robinson. Is it Tim? Yeah. Ah. Um, he's done all right. His name is Tony. But it's, it's, it's just. It's the old ones that still need to go. Taylor and Oliver have been around for years and have been rubbish for years. I still can't believe, by the way, that Constantine Hatsid uh, Dakis is still yeah, he's still an official. After a club of the player. Yeah. How is he still in the league? <laughs> Might not have refereed that game as well, didn't he? Uh, Atwell, no? Oh, yeah, it would have been Atwell. Yeah, because that's their team. Like, yeah. Are they also not allowed to do Liverpool games? Like, who is allowed to do Liverpool games anymore? Oh, I saw this. And some people talk, I'm, I saw it somewhere. People were like... Um, because someone asked the question, can match officials referee their own, the, the team they support? They mm. can't. But what I find funny is, because a couple like, oh, uh, like, there's a, you know, a, a, like, I think one of them's a Luton fan, can't do Luton games. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and uh, Anthony Taylor, his is like, older shot or something. And it's like, well, he said that, hasn't he? So he could, doesn't yeah. have to referee any games. Because you're telling me Anthony Hesford's, it's not old, it's like a National League side or a League Two side. It's like Accrington uh, yeah. Stanley. I. Uh... Yeah. Like, there's no honestly that man's an Arsenal fan you can't tell me he isn't no one will ever yeah. tell me that Henry Hayes is not an Arsenal fan maybe he meant to click Arsenal for older shucks isn't he <laughs> click A <laughs> yeah he typed yeah. in A and it came up with the A's and he clicked an older shirt and I'll accidentally wouldn't surprise me he often makes mistakes um, but yeah, who's Sam Barrett by the way New referee as well. I to the Fulham. Oh, because he's in this big game because he's like down in England because he's been he got he's been stepped down this week. Yeah. Um, well, that'll teach him. You've yeah. been a naughty boy, Darren. Because they have they they do have like obviously they've got more than ten referees, but yeah. certain refs have a week off. I'm guessing down England was meant to do a game, so Sam Barrett got a little go. Did Taylor have a week off? What was he up to? No, he did um, the two o'clock one, two o'clock kickoffs. Brighton Liverpool. I did Brighton Liverpool. Yeah. Would explain why Liverpool weren't yeah. giving a penalty. Who's been off that one? Uh, that was Craig Porson. Oh, what The two most incompetent men in football. The really, isn't the red it? card in the opening day every year in Great yeah. Craig Porson because he wants to rebrew a bit of season <laughs> from the get go. Anthony Taylor, who just he just lacks competency. They all do. Yeah. Yeah. Like, go back and watch our... It was a while ago, but we ranked referees on a tier list. And I think there's about two in A. Hang on, I've got to find this. There's, I saw a tweet the other day about Craig Porson and Dawson. <laughs> and they're talking about um, officials being biased. Yeah. i got to find it now. Oh, here we go. I know people are bored of refereeing conspiracy theories, but this season, Wolves Craig Dawson is played 2-1-2 when refereed by Craig Porson and played 5-1-none with any other referee. Yeah. A, a clear need for escalation resolution here. Love it. I think he's, yeah, he's got a point. Maybe Craig Dawson and Craig Dawson are collaborating. I think Craig Dawson is just Craig Dawson. <laughs> Craig Dawson yeah. makes the calls and no one's noticed. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, interesting conspiracy there. He's won all the yeah, games with his, yeah. with his uh, almost namesake. Yes. Well, yeah, he has. But yeah. Shall we move on? Oh, We've got God. one more topic to talk about. So it's a little bit of a short one. Well, FPL may be a bit longer than normal, oh, to be fair. No, maybe a bit shorter than normal, and now it just goes, ah, oh, it didn't happen. Yeah. But uh, Birmingham City now. This is a joke. 
Birmingham sat sixth in the championship this season. That's quite good for them, isn't it, Aaron? Yeah, I mean, they're massively overachieving. You must be. You must think, oh, they're right. They're really good. Oh, he must, he must be loved by the owners, the club. Everyone must love him. <laughs> You'd never sack him, right, Aaron? No. Oh. <laughs> He's been sacked. <laughs> no. John Eustis, yeah. Birmingham City manager, uh, will have been sacked. Birmingham sixth in the league. They've won their last two. They've played some really good stuff this season. They've never been in the playoffs. For a while, at least, they're sat top. They're sat in the top six. For some reason, their their owners have gone. You know what? Let's sat the manager for a while. I mean, I'm guessing the reason will come out in the next few days. Well, see, it is new ownership at Birmingham now, so it, it did feel like Ustus would be replaced eventually. But surely you wait until after he's doing it's well. Tom Brady wouldn't think I don't like that bloke. Let him just get up the points and then bring in your new manager when he starts to fail. And then... Uh, Don't do the it people, when they're on a high. I mean, you think, oh, let's replace him with someone really good oh, who's yeah. going to get to the Premier League. Wayne Rooney. So Wayne Rooney is highly linked with the job. I just find it an odd choice. Why Wayne Rooney? Yeah, I mean, his highest... His, his like greatest achievement was Derby. He's friends with Rio Ferdinand. Yeah. That'd be enough to put me off. There's a slim chance that Rio Ferdinand turns up my football club. I'm not risking it. Rio's graduating was taking Derby from the playoffs to out of the playoffs, then doing all right when they were under such strict financial restraints, but yeah. getting them relegated anyway, not really on him. No. They would have stayed up without all the point deductions. But, yeah, he's done nothing. Somehow, he's now Birmingham manager. So, well, it's not obviously official yet, but it's widely reported that he is the favourite. He is yeah. the, the candidate everyone's talking about. You can't imagine they would have sacked Eustace without no. having a backup option or having someone already in. So it feels like Rooney's nail. Well, yeah, I guess that's that's what they'll view as. It's the perfect time, but not really when you're not. sixth. Imagine your new signings just joined the club. You've got really, you've yeah. got you, this really nice bloke who's doing really well. You've got yeah. a plug game time. Imagine that you're sixth in the you league. Get back from international duty. Because you're, you're probably good enough. And Wayne's there. And no. you walk in the door and Wayne really sat no, in you. No one at Birmingham's flagging national football. Where's John? Yeah. Oh, John's gone. So nice. We got Wayne Rooney. Yeah, the manager. I'd walk out. I don't know, man. It feels like an odd call. He's a, he could do well. I just don't understand it. You had someone working well. It felt for, yeah. for the first time Birmingham actually like a functioning football club. Rather than just sat 14th in the championship for yeah. the rest of their lives. Now I don't know. They're in. They've put themselves in a position from a position where they actually look like they would be a strong contender for promotion this season, yeah. uh, and in a really healthy position. To who knows what the future holds for them? Really, could lose every game left in this season, and and yeah. they'd be relegated. So, yeah, I really, I really can't understand it. But yeah, yeah, weird, weird call from the owners. Should we talk about FPL? Yes, we should. Yeah, we will talk about more championship more in the future. Uh, not a lot happened this weekend. Norwich dropped points. Ipswich and Leicester have won the league and came second, respectively. Yeah. I mean, great job. Well done, then. Yeah, well done, guys. Yeah. bit boring. But, yeah, FPL there. It's a bit of a weird weekend. Obviously, a lot of people had a lot of injuries. A lot of people had a lot of City players. So obviously, they didn't win. So, that's not ideal. A lot of people had Arsenal players, but they usually have, like, Saka and stuff. So, that's not great. So, Harry, as always, do you want to run through your team first? Now, I thought after the Luton game at 12.30, I had Vicario 7, Madison 6, and Son 6. Wasn't it the, the song, Yeah, the Son captain didn't go too well, but I thought, really good start to the week. What followed that was 
one, one, two, 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 five. Mm, this is a five in there. I got 36 points and I benched Johan Visser, who also got five, and Ben White on nine. That's tough. That is very tough because I thought Manchester City might score a goal, but Foden and Haaland both did nothing, City did nothing, yeah. and as we've talked about at the top of the show, they created nothing. Really terrible game week for me. And I mean, I'm red arrows everywhere, I was absolutely flying. You know, I won I would do the TFC League in a minute, I was 31st after Saturday. Yeah. I'm now 92nd after Sunday. Really disappointing. I've got 60 positions after one game week. I'm fuming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, I'm on a much more positive note. As I said on last week's podcast, the end of last week's episode, I did use my wild card this week. Yeah. A very successful wild card, I would say. I brought in... So I already had Haaland. I kept him. I'm not getting rid of Haaland. I know some people are crazy enough to do it, but I just feel that his, his effective ownership is so high. Why get rid of him yeah. like the, it's just too much of a risk I, I then brought in Darwin Nunez and Ollie Watkins who both returned five for me I managed to get in Mo Salah which I was considering not doing because I thought oh, can I really justify another premium but I went for it and he brought yeah. me 15 points should have captured him a captain son a little bit disappointing had Madison I think my best pick of the game week Cole Palmer yeah that's really good I thought I thought a 4.9 mil what's there to lose and well there was a lot to gain 12 points from him. I know Chelsea have a horrible run coming up, but I take the 12 points. I'll take a 4.9 million player who yeah. may well start every week. So, yeah, very successful. Then the back line, I had Cash 2, Colwell 2. Slight frustrations neither of those could keep a clean sheet. Uh, and then I had Udoggy 6 and Turner 6. So quite successful for those guys. Tarkovsky and Valentra 7, but I never really envisioned no. Everton keep... I could have put him in, but I thought Cash and Colwell would keep a clean sheet, whereas Everton always seemed to have a mistake in them. Yeah. But, yeah, ultimately proved... I should have started off, obviously, but overall, really successful game week. Only thing I could have done better probably was Captain Taylor and I would have been flying. But yeah. green arrows across the board. I am up to 174th now in the Football Chat League, which is not too bad, really. Uh, 92nd. I mean, obviously, it's hard to talk about game week nine because we've got an international break, so yeah. not going to make the transfers yet. I, I, make any decisions. I do worry that I've gone too early with the wildcard because if loads of injuries come into my team this week, yeah. I will cry. I'm pretty happy. I'm it's game week nine without using a chip. Yeah. Well done, and you're still well ahead of a lot of people. So, yeah, yeah you're in a good position. Well done. Thank you. Um, shall we look at the league? Sure. I'll look at the top guys when you try and find out right. some high scores. Top of the league scored 35 points, and I think that tells you everything yeah. about this about this game week. It was a game week where people who have used their wildcards have changed their team really were successful. Top of the league this week, 35 points. Captain Son for six, and Madison for six, Watkins for five, and everyone else scored a mixture of twos and threes. So... Yeah, not ideal. Bench Gabriel on eight. So, a tough week for him. Uh, for Miles Waldman, who's top of the league with their team Invincibles. Then, redemption season, sticking second. Back of up course, to the top now. Course. That's what you love to see. Uh, had Mickey van der Ven, Pedro Porro, Trippier, Son, Captain. It's an impressive game week for the back line. Uh, then, we have the return of a legend. Oh, who? Mutant Ninja Skirtles. Josh Buffer right back at the top. 65 points scored this week. Returns to third. Captain Salah had Mitchell, Udoggy, Madison with some decent scores and a lot of twos, ones, threes and a five probably Watkins. But yeah, good to see them returning. Then we've got Linus uh, Tiga. Again, another Salah captainer. And, uh, well, Saliba, Udoggy, Johnston as well. Some big point scorers there. Climbing up to fourth. And CJTM. He's trademarked his own name uh, with his team, CJ15. I don't know if he knows 
how football works. Yeah. So we have 11 players. It's not rugby, but he's still done all right. He uh, vice-captain Salah, captain Haaland, but uh, did have Romero, Trippier, Tarkovsky and Madison. So overall quite a good week. Yeah. did, however, bench James Garner, who has him, benched him on eight, and bench Gabriel on eight. So he could have had a really strong yeah. game. He could have been up right. He could have been top of the league. Definitely. I mean, would have been very impressive. It's, I found it hard to find a high score. The highest I found was an 86. Pretty low this week. Well, the fact the top was 120 yeah. was... Yeah. Yeah. But, this I mean, standing out to me in a joint 83rd is Calvin Mendes with with their team, Boom Shakalaka FC. That's what you love to see. What a name. points. Returns from a Salah captaincy. That's always a big one. Had Raheem Sterling on 16. Pickford on nine, Trip Rooney Doggy and Madison all on six, Watkins on five with a goal, and only had a Buenmo Harlem, DRB and Cash, who didn't score anything. Really strong game week from them. I think that's the yeah, highest. Well, I've five. got a 73, not higher, but he did have Huang Yi Chan. So fair play. Yeah, we'll Ten see. points from him. 30 from Salah Captain, six from Madison, six from New Doggy, nine from Pickford. That is uh, Jamal Diante. In 530 seconds, so wow. fair play to uh, to them. Uh, not seeing anything higher, to be honest, in the leagues. I think, yeah, no, nothing. I, I mean, I'm done. Well, there's a 76 down in 650th. Had yeah. Palmer, Mickey Van der Ven, Vicaro, Anderson, Trippier, Salah. Did Captain Harland could have had a very very good game week if that was a Salah captaincy. But yeah, uh, a weird week in FPL, which allowed people like myself to catch up. But, uh, but yeah, weird one overall. I need to get back on track after the Ashley break. We'll take a break, have a cheeky little rethink, and hit the ground running on the 21st of October. Yeah. That's everything for this week. Sorry, it's a little bit shorter than always. Uh, normal, we don't really have don't really have a lot of time to plan for today's mm-hmm. episode. Uh, but but to better. make up for it, we do have a lot of content coming out this week. Obviously, we will have the video on Wednesday. At the same time, this goes out yeah. on YouTube. So go check that out. There'll also be a different type of video on Friday because we will have no prime predictions. So it should be another more in-depth That's only on YouTube, isn't it? So if you're on Spotify. Oh, so, well, out. potentially. I, don't, I think it will only be on oh, YouTube. Yeah, video yeah. Friday. I thought you meant the other thing. Yeah, I th- yeah. And on Thursday, we have a brand new series dropping, which I think we will be putting on Spotify. Um, so that's exciting. So look out I don't for know what it is. that. You don't know what it is so. yet. Um, I but, can't yeah. find out. So look out for that. Very exciting times. But that is everything from us today. Thank you guys very, very much for watching or listening. And we'll see you next time. See ya.